0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of State of the YouTube. And today, we've
1: got some... Annie,
0: are you okay? You okay? You okay, Annie? Annie, are you okay?
2: Are you okay? Are you okay, Annie?
1: No, that's not the uh, Michael Jackson version.
2: No, that's the uh, A- Alien Ant Farm. Is that the band?
1: Yeah, that's them. Yeah.
2: You guys big fans of Alien Ant Farm?
1: <laughs> I think they ruined the soundtrack of, uh, of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 with the that The soundtrack. Well, okay, well, <laughs> may, mayhaps I uh, had a slip of tongue. <laughs> For some reason, my cat's trying to fight me right now. It's sitting right next to me on my desk, and it just keeps, like, striking at my hand every time I move it. <laughs> Momkey's cat is well-behaved.
0: would <laughs> yeah, never she, she... dare interrupt during the podcast.
2: This is her second day in this house, and she still hasn't gotten her bearings, so she doesn't even come in my room. She's still, like, exploring every nook and cranny in
1: the house. So, this... Fucking Michael Jackson documentary. I have no idea how many idea times. And my, uh, to Rusty, be it.
2: honest. Over the course of the four-hour documentary, with all these guys talking about how they were molested and raped as young children, how many times did you masturbate watching this thing?
1: None. It, it, what? <laughs> Sorry, guys. Well, it made me disgusted. Sorry, I, it was guys. M was, Emp was uh, sending me minutely updates on how many times he came. Also, I never finished the entire documentary. I, I fucking rage quit. <laughs> wow. I rage quit because it just didn't seem real. It it seemed like it was just full of shit. It was all conjecture. Did both of you guys finish the entire documentary? No, I never watched it. (laughs) Okay.
2: (laughs) I watched uh, the full four hours and then the follow-up part three, the secret part three where Oprah Winfrey uh, interviewed the two guys. So I've watched Uh, like five hours of this shit.
1: Okay, so you definitely have a, a, a better insight. What was your impression on it?
2: It's, it's really complicated, and I think that's what we should get into. I think all three of us should really spell out our thoughts on the whole ordeal because I'm – well, I guess just to put all my cards on the table right now, I personally am under the impression, based off of what I've seen, that Michael Jackson probably did it, but that the documentary is bullshit in the sense that it is not – a court hearing you're innocent until proven guilty and that so many people are taking this con- uh documentary as uh, the absolute truth and yeah. deciding that a man is guilty and should be regarded as such publicly because of a documentary uh, I right. find abhorrent Yeah so. yeah
1: that's that seems to be the dangerous thing is as though someone's going to watch this and just because these two kids are well, they're not kids now. I guess what they're all like, roughly twenty-seven or something. Uh, now they're just going back and saying, "Yeah, yeah, I uh, I sucked Michael Jackson's dick." Um, it, we're just supposed to believe them on that, and essentially, from what I saw of the documentary, that's all it was. It was just them recalling their own stories. But at the same time, is it any surprise, or is anyone really surprised by the idea that Michael Jackson? Maybe a child molester no like this no is way <laughs> old 20 year old news
2: yeah i knew this shit well, when i was 12 well, and i barely really knew I who so michael jackson one. was i just yeah, knew when, that he was a gay pedophile
0: when i was growing up in school michael jackson was fully into the downward spiral and it was just a running gag that <laughs> kids don't check under their beds
1: for the boogeyman they check under their beds for michael jackson emperor so lemon like, michael jackson had to have died before you even entered high school
0: well, still, though, it, like, even, 2008 or even in elementary yeah, I school, 2009. I mean, that was about the whole time he was dangling that
1: kid over the balcony. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs>
0: this is not a normal individual who is sane in the head. So uh, yeah, I guess the, the
1: idea is like, all right, so can you give any credibility to at least the, the, the grown men uh, recounting their stories? Well,
2: I think the way we have to look at it is almost a scientific forensic dissection because I think what the documentary intended to do was to give two separate accounts that were so detailed. Uh, They both tell their whole story from beginning to end with all the juicy details in between of their interactions with Michael Jackson. And what the filmmakers wanted was for us to observe how similar the two stories were as if that would – uh, uh support the conclusion that oh they can't be making it up cuz the stories are so similar. But the problem with that is we live in a reality where these two men were in the same movie like they could have if this was fake they yeah, could have the just studio. easily talked about it. Yeah. Right. So like if it existed in a vacuum where these two men didn't know they each other existed and they both happened to have very similar stories, then I would pay some credence to it. But if if we're looking at this objectively, this doesn't really Prove anything whatsoever.
1: Didn't one of the kids testify for the innocence of Michael Jackson in court?
2: Yeah, but I, I think that really gets into the psychology of abuse, and uh, when you're convinced that it's love and that you really want to protect this man that you love, you'll do anything, even lie in court. So
1: yeah, you know. Macaulay Culkin said uh, said he was an AOK guy.
2: I mean fucking Asperger's girlfriend told me she's going to lie and testify in court that he never touched her. So I mean
1: people are when, yeah, people who get true. abused
2: are fucking retarded, but it's to be expected.
1: That's against the law. I think that's no what shit. perjury. Uh, absolutely
0: well. it is. <laughs> well, like I said, I haven't seen the documentary. I've only witnessed sort of the court of public opinion
1: instantly flip like a switch as soon as this thing came out. Yeah. Um wait, it flip it flipped from what? Cuz I thought everyone already thought or roughly I, I know. i in that's, their mind that Michael Jackson. Yeah, that's, that's was the part, a That's pedophile. the part that
0: confused me. But it, it's just one of those documentaries, and one like R. Kelly, One about R. Kelly came out like last year. Dude, the thing where, about R. Kelly
1: though is he has a video of him actually pissing on a fourteen-year-old girl. Right. Yeah. It's, so there's there's it's a little it, bit different. Absolute evidence. Personally, personally I one? think. Personally, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I
0: think <laughs> Personally, I think it's pretty likely that Michael Jackson did some stuff with some kids. But well, like I said, I haven't seen the documentary. I've only seen the public <laughs> opinion change based on it. But I'd like to. comment. I don't comment. think it changed.
2: I, I think it just. Uh, I think it pushed it to the forefront of discussion. In that. Yeah. I don't, I, honestly, I don't think the documentary changed anybody's mind. I think it reinforced people who believed it and uh, people who thought it was fake news. Uh, you know, libel or uh, attack on his character, uh, used it as you know, their, uh, their crutch to say, oh, here's proof. The media is trying to bring down
1: this great man. Right. Who's, who's, was weird and is now dead. And then two people just come out of nowhere and say, yeah, uh, this guy, uh, molested me and here's how he did it. And so it's like, well, what the fuck? I mean, what does it matter that you're saying this now? There's, there's no way to prove, there's no way to verify any of it. So it just felt a little bit like a waste of time. And I was just getting mad cause I, I fucking hate, you know, people, uh, um, uh, putting out accusations without the possibility of the other person defending themselves or any evidence to def- you know defending oh, uh, the person's character.
2: After watching the Oprah interview, I have some insight into why they did this. But Amp, I, I think we cut off your thought that you were going to put out there.
0: Well, um, I was just going to say that I feel like, and I got into this a little bit in my Jimmy Kimmel video where. Good. American society, at least, has a very parasocial relationship with celebrities where we put celebrities up on these giant pedestals where we worship them like gods. And I feel like a lot of people are totally willing to just overlook kind of obvious signs of trouble with a celebrity. Right. And even though you kind of know in the back of your head that the allegations are probably true – over whatever's alleged, Uh, I feel like a lot of people just sit in passive denial until something like a big documentary comes out and all of a sudden there's a a tangible public outcry.
1: Yeah, a little late for that, though, don't you think? I mean, fucking fella's been dead for a decade.
2: Yeah, so here's here's what I took from the Oprah interview. We've got Oprah Winfrey, the two alleged uh, victims, the accusers, and the director of the documentary all up on stage. And as it begins, Oprah introduces that the audience at this little interview r- recorded thing, the audience is uh, composed of all survivors and victims of sexual abuse oh, and Jesus. assault.
1: How will they? The, how will they decide?
2: Well, so Where the is idea is that uh, the reason why they wanted to do this project and come out and discuss this is because they wanted to um, make a shitload of money. <laughs> that's uh, that's what some people might say. But what what we took from this Oprah interview is that they want to reduce, I guess, the, the taboo or whatever word you want to use for talking about. Male victims of sexual assault, and sure. they wanted to inspire uh, victims to, you know, oh, be comfortable with coming forward. Look, if I can come forward against Michael Jackson, you can do it against your uncle or whatever the hell. So they're, they're right. trying to put out this air of we're doing this for a righteous cause to inspire people. But if they actually are doing it for monetary gain and they're using that as a front or an excuse to make yeah. themselves look yeah, self-righteous and shits. all that. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. Dude, There's Oprah does a lot that shit all the fucking
1: time, though. She's always, right. she's always doing something. She's clearly exploiting uh, someone's pain or their, like, terrible childhood for, like, knowing in her head, this is going to be a great interview. I'm going to get great ratings. Oh uh, Yeah, with Lance Armstrong, many years ago. Oh, yeah, ago she didn't that give that a happened. fuck. Like, she didn't give a fuck about any shit. I mean, I, I saw this episode. And I've been wanting to make a video on Oprah about why she's the Antichrist. <laughs>
2: we got to do the the over nine thousand penises uh, clip. I love that one. Oh, I love that. Four chan one. trolled Oprah.
1: Oh fuck, I got to check that out. Harkens yeah. back to the days of classic
0: YouTube poop. Yeah, but there was the this over, kid. Over nine thousand penises remix. She, he, he was uh,
1: he was sixteen years old, and and from I think the age of one to like nine or some shit like that, he was kept in a closet in the basement of his mother. And is that a his, child called it? What? I don't know. Was it? Oh, There's, like, it's like, a book about that. And so, either way, like, his, they had a, he had a sister, and his sister escaped, found a cop or something. They finally found him. Oprah has him on ten years later, and she's like, So, yeah, uh, we're going to play the tape of you right after the police found you whenever you're telling your story. And oh. this kid's clearly fucked up. Like, <sighs> he's, he's got his weird bowl cut, his head's down. He, he looks horribly disturbed Like he's never really had a... Uh, you know a normal childhood and they're just playing the tape back and he's talking about how like yeah they would keep me wrapped up in a fence and I wouldn't eat and like okay and the cops like well how did you survive well i'd eat paint chips off the wall Ugh. and they would come in sometimes they'd pee on me Ugh. and oprah's and oprah's playing this for him in front of the studio audience <laughs> and he doesn't look like he's uh you know really reacting like oh yeah yeah that was that's what i said he's he's fucking reliving this thing she's like how did that make you feel how did it how did that feel it's like well fucking oprah i'll be honest with you not good
2: <laughs> yeah she's like rubbing his trauma in his face to get uh sympathy points and like, motherfucker. she did this TV with show. kelsey
1: grammar did you see that clip i posted it on it my second channel. guy yeah yeah fraser and and uh he goes when my sister died and she she interrupts him she goes well, she didn't just die. She was brutally raped and murdered. Oh, and he goes, what? he goes, yeah, and just kind of continues with his story. But you know, he's downplaying it a bit because maybe that makes him comfortable, so he can relive this. And she's like, No, 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 don't just say that. She died. She was brutally raped and murdered. Thanks, Oprah. Oh appreciate it. Well, I that's the thing. That's the thing
0: I'm talking about because. The bottom line for a lot of these people is just to gain exposure and to make money because that's just showbiz. And it's the, the truth is that a lot of people in entertainment and showbiz, they're not good people. And you kind of have to be that way. It's like how CEOs, a majority of – or I wouldn't say a majority, but a really high percentage of CEOs of Fortune 500 companies are – Like, psychiatrically confirmed sociopaths.
1: I don't know if that's true, if they're actually psychiatrically confirmed, because I've heard that that is definitely, they fit the bill, but another aspect of sociopaths is that they're incapable of running a huge company like that, because they're too fucked up.
0: Well, they're either confirmed sociopaths, or they have sociopathic tendencies, but it's a very high, much higher than the average population in just CEOs of companies, But it makes sense when you consider that. (laughs) Exactly, it makes sense when you consider that in order to be in a position like that, you have to have a lack of empathy for just the plight of the common man, and you have to just put yourself first and be ruthless and not really care about. So I I think with this uh, with Hollywood,
1: or not necessarily Hollywood, but the entertainment industry or. Wherever whatever the thing is that Michael Jackson and someone like maybe Jimmy Savile fit in, they they have the opportunity to to pretty much do whatever the fuck they want, and uh, they're so powerful because you can't just tell them no, or at least that's what it used to be, I guess, until the you know Me Too movement with Harvey though, Weinstein. Still
0: though, that movement itself is has arguably become completely corrupt and it's just turned into a whole yeah the whole idea of just shaming men for their own masculinity and or, or not even it, that
2: the it's uh this all of this is um uh, it, it makes me so upset like this michael jackson documentary is indicative of the entire me too movement of right right, y- right. you are guilty until proven innocent exactly, you exactly. Think the court of you public opinion is all that matters anymore you don't You don't go to court for these uh, alleged sexual misconducts anymore. As soon as somebody accuses you of it, the public says, oh, yeah, you did it until you can prove otherwise. And that
0: is fucking insanity. No, it is. You think people would have learned after the Kavanaugh hearings, which was the biggest news story in America in November of last year, when there's just these huge accusations against him and half of America was convinced that he did something – and then a month passes, and it turns out to be completely false.
1: Yeah, and his but his uh, entire but cares. public <laughs>
0: reputation is ruined. And then yeah, no one's three, go months, back. three months later, the Michael Jackson documentary comes out, and you got people coming out and just they're absolutely convinced that he did it. H <laughs> three. Well, listen, yeah. listen. Uh, I mean, I'm I say I'm say convinced this. that he did it, but I don't right, think the
2: documentary right.
1: proves. I think I'm, it's very likely. I'm not but convinced, just, but but he, I I think that he did molest children. But the documentary didn't convince me. The documentary just made me really annoyed that they were presenting it as fact. <laughs> also, the fucking yeah. parents, man. Those goddamn parents Horrible knew exactly parents. what was, And they go, well, I didn't know. Yeah, they just used to hang out in his attic and uh, kiss each other on the lips, well, tickle each Michael other's Jackson. hands. Michael she Jack- said,
2: uh, at one point, the mom said... Yeah, I they were in the Michael Jackson's private movie theater together, and I went and the door was locked, and I knocked on it, and uh, it took him a little while to come answer it. And I walked I'm, in, and it looked like he was, you know, adjusting his clothes. And I was thinking, oh, I want, I wonder what's going on in here. Oh well,
1: uh oh, well, why well, the fuck would really you let you a grown thing. man sure, be work. behind
2: a locked door with your little child? You, are you fucking insane? No, that's everybody's the thing, Mom, fucking he, insane. That's the Is thing, about They
0: don't, they don't view him as a fallible human. Yeah. So many people view him as this godlike celebrity figure and they don't treat him the same even though overwhelmingly all of these guys are human and all of them have flaws. And a lot of them are arguably more flawed than the average person.
1: But Oh, yeah. I mean you got to think. Michael Jackson has been 100% super, super, super fucking famous since he was like four years old. He was yeah.
0: arguably the single biggest – Musician of the
1: 1980s so this person does not understand what being a normal human is like that'd be impossible. and that brings
2: me that brings me to another of uh, speaking of uh, perception equaling reality amp um th- the way that they talk about michael jackson molesting these kids michael jackson explained it to the young boys that this is what love is um and, and like it, he kept saying love and he, he gave them rings and said, hey, we're married now. This is our bond. This is our secret private bond. And I'm wondering, is it a malicious predator or is Michael Jackson so fucked up that he legitimately thinks these things? Because I, I don't want to defend raping a child, but right. perhaps it wasn't so insidious. Maybe perhaps this happened to Michael Jackson when he was a kid and he actually thought this is what love is. Perhaps he's just so fucked up that um he wasn't
0: I don't know. I mean it's well, it's no fucked I, I see up. what you're saying. Well, monkey, yeah. It is widely believed and understood that Michael Jackson was abused as a child and he had a very abnormal childhood because he was constantly touring around with the Jackson five. And like you said with that uh that one kid that went on Oprah, if you have an abnormal childhood, to that extent it leads to some very uh very difficult psychological problems later on where you don't develop properly and you what often happens is there's a lot of repression there's a lot of um there's a lot of really troubling signs that manifest themselves later on in life and I think it's very likely that's what happened to Michael Jackson and you, you you saw him I, I wasn't even, like, paying attention to the news in the early 2000s when I was growing up, but he was just in tabloids all the time. Oh, nonstop! stop And he was completely unraveling
1: after his sort of post-musician era. Like, that guy and can't leave his fucking house. He's never could been pull, able to leave his house and just be a human.
2: Yeah, if we could pull from some classic literature, boys, to, to spice up the eloquence of this uh, discussion here— uh-huh. I think uh it's it's akin to the tragedy of, of mice and men. You guys familiar with this one? Yes. Yeah. You've got poor Lenny who has the best intentions. He's not a malicious character but he keeps fucking murdering (laughs) animals and people. Uh, Perhaps Michael Jackson is just a Lenny who thinks he's doing the right thing, is actually doing horrible, horrible things, and uh, we just need a George to come in and shoot him in the fucking head. It's a tragedy. His
1: his doctor did. His doctor just kind of gave him a little (laughs) bit too much uh, fentanyl and let the rest do it. Also, it was Pepsi's fault. Pepsi put him on fire on purpose. Have you read this? That uh, he might have been chemically castrated.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, I think it's true.
1: Yeah, I, I and mean, I guess it's like up to, I don't know, not even debate. It's just speculation because it's just yeah. people talking about it. And uh, his, I guess his doctor, the one who killed him? I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not going to read through this article right now. But, yeah, it, he could have been chemically castrated, which is just to make his voice stay the same pitch. It's yeah. just fucking weird. I mean, this guy was created to be a machine, a monstrous machine. And so, yeah, he might have acted a little funny, but yeah. <laughs> I do blame, I fucking blame his parents more than anything, because it's, it's disturbing. Michael's they, parents
2: or the, the children's parents?
1: Oh, well, his parents, first and for, like foremost, because that's Joe horrific. Jackson. Yeah, 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 fuck that dude. But yeah, the parents are the kids that got molested, because they, they know what the fuck's going on. They're taking a check. and I, I genuinely ignoring. think
0: that when you have a big celebrity placed in front of you, you go into denial- over any flaws they might have. I think that's true also, yeah.
2: I think there's a lot of psychological phenomenon on display with this whole case. So I think but a, a in that psych one oh one class
1: would eat this up. That uh in that documentary, that kid, whenever he met Michael, he was like dressed just like him and he starts dancing in front of him. I mean, was he asking for it? What?
2: (laughs) I mean, look at what he was wearing. Emp, of course he. (laughs) No, that that (laughs) might be uh, that might be another uh, psychological phenomenon. Michael specifically wanted kids who were really into Michael Jackson stuff. So when you have a kid who is dressed exactly like uh, uh, Michael Jackson and he's like six years old and he's doing all the dances, maybe Michael Jackson uh, has this deep seated feeling of wanting to fuck his younger self. And he, he was given that opportunity with this young yes. fan. Who knows? The when I, I recently took my first uh, acid trip, and uh, when I looked in the mirror, I saw the younger version of myself, and I wanted to fuck him in the ass. Oh, you did acid? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, I did acid uh, a couple weeks ago.
1: What the fuck? It was How great. was that?
2: It was awesome, dude. H- if you haven't done it, I highly recommend it. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, I've done acid before. I didn't do a whole lot, but I quite enjoyed it. Also yeah, it's great. when I was on acid I thought my mind was being blown like I was thinking of the crazy shit and then the <laughs> yeah. second the second I got off of acid I was like well I think about a lot of that shit anyways and it's not really that profound
2: no, yeah, I, yeah, uh, like I watched the be- never-ending story while I was on acid. It, like oh, one of my man. favorite childhood movies, and I was like discovering things about the film that I'd never seen before. And then after yeah. the trip, I was like, oh, I-, I think I was just adding that
1: onto the film. I don't think, uh, I don't think any of that was accurate. So I thought it was a good idea to watch Fantasia. Uh, I don't know okay. if you've ever seen Fantasia. So my memory of it was like, oh yeah, there's like hippos, you know, they're all dancing around <laughs> and mushrooms that are dancing to Russian music. I completely forgot about several scenes. Um, the first being Mickey Mouse in The, the Sorcerer's Apprentice. I whenever that was Yen Sid. What? I don't know. Yen Sid?
2: Isn't that his name in that movie? Yen Sid? Like the wizard Mickey Mouse?
1: Oh, I don't fucking know. But oh. anyways, he, he, he uh, uh, puts on the, the sorcerer's hat and makes the brooms come alive. And then they start duplicating themselves. And, uh, and so he hacks it up with a hatchet. And then for some reason they're filling up this well with water, and there's too much water, and Mickey Mouse is spinning around in a whirlpool and he's drowning. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what the fuck, man? Like this is because you start feeling what you're seeing. He's in and the, the downward eye.
0: spiral. Right. And
1: then, yeah, he was. He was. After that, there's a bunch of dinosaurs just drowning in mud whenever the meteor hits the earth and starts killing them off. And let's not forget the demon Chernobog that lives on top of the mountain. Uh, these are all the things that I wish I hadn't seen on acid.
2: Emp, when are you going to do a... Rusty, what are you you talking about? You watch
1: decapitation videos all day, and it's freaking Mickey Mouse drowning (laughs) in a pool that scares you? On acid, though, because then you start feeling like (laughs) you're drowning, too.
2: Emp, when are you going to make a a flushed-away YouTube poop and just do a downward spiral while the rat's (laughs) going down the toilet? I
1: don't know. Maybe for April Fool's, I'll just do (laughs) ten straight minutes of downward spiral.
2: Awesome. So, yeah, oh, when are we going to get Imp um, on acid so we can all talk about our experience?
1: Yeah, would you ever do an uh, acid Imp? I don't know. Valerie wouldn't like that.
2: Why? I think it's uh, honestly one of those things where everybody should try it just once. It's not going to hurt you. It's not yeah. going to put holes in your brain. It's just a really cool introspective experience, I think.
1: Yeah, the problem is if you get addicted to it, because those people get fucked up. Then you're just stuck in a false reality. Yeah, like in the 60s, the original
0: member of Pink Floyd, Sid Barrett, he yeah. got fried off of acid. Well, That's why you only He went on his once. own downward
1: spiral. And all he did was create a very popular band. Yeah. But anyway, that, thanks to the acid. That brings me to an additional topic about
0: Michael Jackson. Now, he did acid? I just want to say that, like, once again, I've never seen the documentary, but I watched... The public opinion changed and i have to say that my opinion on michael jackson before and after this documentary hasn't changed at least that's what i think logically yeah i'd say the same weirdly enough i find myself like suddenly hesitating to listen to his music whenever I, one of his songs comes up on it on my right. phone and it's weird oh, because right, i know right. th- i know that i shouldn't and i know that you know but you should, know that you should listen yeah, to it no Dude, people I know that I've been denying I, no, this
1: for years and still listening to Michael well, Jackson
0: yeah I know I know that I shouldn't be afraid to listen to it, but for some reason now that there's been a public outcry, I feel like it's It'd be not like wearing a socially, MAGA hat in public yeah, I feel like it's not socially acceptable even though it's completely uh-huh. irrational and I'm just sitting in my car and but it, it's weird and it comes into the whole discussion of to what extent can you separate the artist? From the artwork, because okay. there's no denying that Michael discussion. Jackson. So, there's so no denying that Michael Jackson was incredibly talented. He produced some of the best music, arguably of all time. He had one of the best selling albums internationally of all time, and he was iconic in popular culture for Are you reading the Wikipedia at least page? 15 years. <laughs> no, I'm well, coming. He, I'm, here's, I'm coming up with all this.
2: Here's how I deal with the separating the art from the artist uh, idea. Um Rusty Cage is a, is now a a known um racist, uh, no, Islamophobe, <laughs> sexist, <laughs> be, he's, he's a horrible known? human being, but I still really love the fidget spinner song. So I I have to separate in my mind the art from the artist so I can still enjoy something that makes me happy.
1: The fidget spinner song. Well I appreciate yeah. kill yourself monkey. song.
2: I love the KYS song. I tweeted that out like three days ago. I love it so much. Uh,
1: sweet. Now
0: that I, now that looks like a Fantasia scene. Yeah.
1: So so, Emport, you're talking about how you, maybe not so much of separating the art from the artist, but what you were saying about, you know, you're listening. To, I shouldn't listen to Michael Jackson now because of this. This happened uh, a few years back. Whenever the song "Blurred Lines" came out by Robin Thicke, and this was right around the beginning of of like this explosion of social justice, progressive media, and blah, 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 like the, the Age of Outrage. Once that was blowing up, they, they took the song Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke, if you guys are familiar with it, and they, they said, this is all about rape. Even though it really wasn't, if you listen to the lyrics, um, but the song got pro, and it was a hit song, and it was constantly on the radio, and I feel like for a while after that, no one would play it anywhere. This is like the the most popular song of the era, and no one was willing to play it because then you're playing a song that uh, promotes date rape or whatever they were claiming that it did.
0: I think that's just an aspect of people failing to understand basic subtext, like how people think that one Kendrick Lamar song is about drinking when it's really satirizing the party culture of drinking. I forget the name of it, but you know what Yeah, I know what, the one which one I'm talking about. Vocal
1: drink. Blue, blue, well, I don't want to get a copyright yeah, it, it gets
0: played at parties and clubs all the time, even though it's satirizing the exact culture that's supporting it. But I think that's just most people. They have a hard time understanding just basic irony or satire.
1: Okay, so realistically, what would it take for you not to be able to to separate the art from the artist? What would they have to do, or is it anything at all? I don't know. Like... I, I, I think
0: it's easier It's easier for me to separate it than, I think, the average person.
1: So yeah, the argument against not separating it uh, is because if the person's still alive and they're still making money off of your support of their art, and say, say, like, Roman Polanski, let's use Roman Polanski. So Roman Polanski, at least at one point, I don't fucking know anything about his personal life going forward, but, you know, he's accused... Uh, Pretty solidly of raping, was she like a fourteen year old girl back in the sixties? And uh, since then, or even someone like uh, Woody Allen, but since then, or
2: Louis C.K. He he masturbated
1: in front of people with their consent. It's disgusting. With with their consent, so yeah, can you can you fucking believe it? (laughs) I know what an asshole. Um, What the fuck? But so Roman Polanski, like I love his movies, and I will still watch The Pianist or. or Chinatown on Netflix, or fucking wherever. But at Our the same anal virginity, time, I'm saying my favorite, yeah, like if he's still active, anal virginity. Uh, if he's still <laughs> active, <laughs> he
2: made a documentary. here. Yeah. I think it was a, a biopic about the girl's anal virginity that he stole.
1: Really? <laughs>
0: Shit. Yeah.
2: No, it was great. He stole Alright. So, right, a GoPro so I guess onto the idea is,
1: so say this is someone like Jimmy Savile who actively was molesting children for decades, but it was someone with the talent of Roman Polanski. If you watch his movies, he's getting paid off that. So you're supporting the artists and you're allowing them to fight court cases, to uh, uh, avoid being extradited and, and travel around the world and potentially continue doing their evil acts. So, it, you know, whether you morally shouldn't watch or, or consume the art, Based on, well, the creator is bad is one thing, but whether you should support them by giving them financial, like right. by giving them money or whatever, you yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah,
2: I, I get what you're saying. I have two counterpoints to this. Okay. This is completely uh, personal, of course, as everything I say is. Number one, uh, I torrent everything. Motherfucking Michael Jackson will never get a penny of my money, even if he was alive. Uh, Did he just watch that on Netflix?
0: Well, now it's the estate of Michael Jackson.
2: Whatever, it doesn't matter. I I download every song and movie I ever watch, uh, Jimmy Saville or whoever the fuck, Roman Plansky. Never gonna see a penny of my money. I'm not, you think I'm gonna pay for media? Who the fuck are you kidding? Number two, I think it is so unfair to punish all the other actors in the movie, all the producers, all the, the other writers for what one guy in the production did. That's fucking bullshit. Uh, a Roman Polanski movie, uh, if I paid a seat in theaters or whatever the hell this example is, everybody mm-hmm. else involved is still getting paid for it. It's like, what, we're going to throw out the whole carton of eggs because one of them is cracked? That doesn't seem And fair. yet sure. YouTube
0: still won't greenlight Scare PewDiePie season two. <laughs> yeah. I don't,
2: what do you guys dude. think? Do you think it's uh, – I mean, you got to think of the 800 people involved in the production and not just the one well, guy sure. who directed so, it. So
1: this was the big thing, and despite how much I – horrifically and 100% disagree with Roseanne being fired for her tweet. Right. Uh, me she, too. She said, hey, I'll instead of going down with the ship, she says, I'll leave the show. I'll leave the show so that it doesn't fuck with all the other cast members. Uh, yeah, that and, was like the and, most
2: heroic thing she could have done.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hey, well, you know what? They gave uh, James Gunn his position back directing Guardians of the Galaxy, but not, um, not Roseanne, despite mm-hmm. the outrage being pretty much shown to be complete bullshit
0: right well i th- I think it's a very complex issue because you have to consider one, how talented was the artist? Are they just derivative and mediocre well, in an that, industry plant? That's or are they well yeah, but
1: well, like Charles Manson, like you know I, I can I don't really have to separate his uh his early albums, but clear <laughs> on the fact that he was a, by and
0: large, some people will can recognize that some artists are just transcendent generational talents and others are kind of uh derivative. But, so you have to consider the talent level of the artist, at least in my opinion, and you also have to consider sort of the heinousness of the crime or whatever dispute happened. So you, maybe I mean, you're talking Roseanne, about like someone Roseanne like Eddie got,
1: Murphy. Sorry, go ahead.
0: Roseanne got deplatformed because she made a racially questionable tweet. Michael Jackson is being accused of molesting children. Obviously, one of those is far more severe than the other, but... I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of people have a hard time separating the artist from the artwork. And I go back to um, – I give an example. There was this wrestler called Chris Benoit.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. He wrestled in Chris WWE Benoit.
0: from around 2000 to 2007. He was a very ICP talented a song about him. wrestler and he headlined WrestleMania 20. But in 2007, he, um, he killed himself after murdering his wife and kid. And it's later revealed that a lot of that it – w- it was likely inspired by just heavy drug use, addiction to painkillers, in addition to CTE, which at the time was not fully understood. But back in the day in WWE, they used to do unprotected chair shots to the head, which they're not allowed to do anymore. And studies have recently come out to show that al- along within the NFL, where sustained blunt force trauma to the head leads to – Neurological disorders, violent outbreaks, things like that. It's weird to go back and watch Chris Benoit matches because you can't, you just can't unremember what ends up happening to him. But at the same time, yet you have to feel a little bit sympathetic at least because to what extent was the Chris Benoit that murdered his family different from the one who just everyone was said was just a really nice guy? in wrestling, like how much of that was actually him and how much of that was either his drug addiction, depression, or CTE.
1: So yeah, I've, I've heard the, the head trauma thing, um, and, and drug addiction, like that could have caused his nature to become erratic and violent, but also not everyone who murders their family has head trauma and, and drug abuse. So he could have just actually been a piece of shit and that's retrospective, um, I guess, a retrospective uh, excuse for it. There will um, never,
2: ever be another Chris Benoit. <laughs> there,
1: there might be. Uh, you got to think <laughs> of Robert Blake. Robert Blake's still around. Wait, is he dead? Never mind. I don't fucking know. Uh, well, he murdered his wife. Oh,
0: what they mean, were saying the, the same of... thing
1: about OJ. Sorry, they were saying same same thing about OJ, that he could have killed his wife and become erratic because of football and head trauma.
0: Yeah, it's very possible. But you've No, you have O.J. To was innocent, that. though. He didn't do
2: it.
1: Oh, that's true. Sorry. The glove didn't fit, back. so
2: they had to acquit.
1: No, I, I guess I meant that maybe that's why he stole his trophy back.
2: <laughs> yeah, his real crime.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but anyway, with Michael Jackson, it's kind of a similar thing, where he was much more famous and iconic in popular culture than Chris Benoit, who was really sort of just a minor mid-card wrestler. But still... With Michael Jackson, you have to consider he was definitely on some drugs, at least, as most celebrities are. A lot of them just deal with drug addiction, and he had a very traumatic childhood. So when talking about a man and what he's done wrong, is it fair to compartmentalize them into like Michael Jackson, the artist, Michael Jackson, the entertainer? Or maybe a darker side of Michael Jackson. Is it fair to label that under the same umbrella?
1: Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you who you don't hear from anymore is Bill Cosby. You know, at one point he was—you'd hear his comedy all the time, and he was constantly on TV shows. Obviously, he isn't anymore. But I, I feel like you will not see a uh, a rerun of his old specials on HBO anytime through or anytime soon. Um. Also for Michael Jackson oh, fuck where was i going to go with that i do i forget but yeah yeah uh you know bill Cosby's pretty much dead because of that same thing and i wonder if they're going to try to kill off michael jackson the same way like kill off his music from playing on the radio or is there well, too much ever, money
0: invested ever since that neverland documentary i have not heard one michael jackson song on the radio yeah and
2: when even the last... simpsons writers decided to Stop uh, showing reruns of the Michael Jackson episode. Wow.
1: The they Simpsons is just going to dwindle into nothing.
2: Yeah, they keep uh, giving in to uh, uh, public pressure of uh, uh, unrefuted uh, claims. They pour up who, now Michael Jackson. Who's next? Who will be censored next by Matt Groening? Cletus. Yeah, that, that Ted Bundy episode of The Simpsons, they're going to stop airing that one too.
1: Yeah, yeah. why don't they take off uh, those documentaries from Netflix? I mean, the guy's, you know, he's no good just as well. But even someone like Ted Bundy, whom most people would agree
0: was evil and incredibly malicious. Um, He was definitely not a nice guy.
2: Come on, man. You really have to, like, slam the man's name. He's a little bit of a bully.
0: He had sociopathic tendencies.
2: Don't we all? And oddly
0: (laughs) enough... People who spent time with him and didn't know about the murders during his life said that he was a very charming guy. Sure. Just look at Rusty. But it makes me wonder, like, how much of an individual is actually undividable. Or is it fair well, to see, take a person and divide Ted Bundy them Ted different was Ted Bundy was very aspects. good at
1: dividing people. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: so, okay, so, are we... Are we um, uh, are we lost in a, uh, a Hypothetic circle jerk here do we lost have... in yeah,
0: an, acid, an, an acid
2: trip loop yeah, Do we, have we any, cycling again Any actual cycling, formulated thoughts About this Michael Jackson stuff Or should we just uh, leave it soon
1: I guess I just blame the parents And, I, and I, But I also just don't like the nature of the documentary That's yeah. my closing opinion My Emp, closing as thought As somebody
2: who watched the whole documentary What do you think Kemp
1: Oh yeah biggest expert in
0: the room once again um my closing thought is to anyone listening uh choose your heroes carefully it's easy to fall in love and become enamored with some celebrity whose songs you like but it's vital that you treat them as an individual human with flaws and don't go into denial about how there's some sort of perfect figure who can do do no wrong, because yeah. a lot of this public outrage can be easily remedied if we simply learn to treat celebrities as regular people in the society. But that they'll never happen. No, I, I think so you're so absolutely right.
2: Um, I I once thought that uh my favorite uh comedy music artist, Rusty Cage, was an infallible oh, human, Rusty but I, I went out uh to the grocery store with him one time and uh-huh. this uh this nice African American looking homeless man came up and asked him for money and Rusty told him to put his teeth on the curb and uh Rusty stomped really hard on the back of his head and the guy didn't say anything after that. So Yeah, hey,
1: that man was wearing dentures. <laughs> <laughs> Probably stolen. Oh,
2: he took his teeth out of his mouth and put them on the curb and yeah. then you curb stomped his
1: head. Uh, kicked him in the back of the head no that never (laughs) happened I wouldn't do that I I love I love uh, homeless people uh, of all ethnicities yeah that's why you're writing you're writing a
2: whole book about them
1: yeah 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 and making a pretty penny off of it too
2: Ooh, hey no need to mention that don't ever tell anybody that you make money
1: don't tell the bums
2: no don't tell them how pissed will the bums in your town be if they find out you're like making uh, forty grand off of uh, essentially okay. shitting all over their lifestyle?
1: Dude, fuck this shit because these guys that come up to me and they're asking for cash, and I <laughs> offer them food and they, they, they go, "Well, fuck you," because no, they just really want money. First off, they get pissed. in In our town, they are belligerent. If <laughs> if you're just like, nah, "Nah, I'm sorry, sorry," they're like,
2: "Fuck you, fuck off." And I, it happened to me when I was visiting you.
1: I was filling up my tank. Uh, at the gas station, I look on the other side of, um, you know, the, the filling booth or whatever, and and there's this fucking dude that's constantly asking me for money downtown, filling up his nice car. I was like, "You motherfucker!" <laughs> well,
0: word to the wise to any homeless people in town that might be listening to this <laughs> yeah. at our at our local library. Um, if you want people to
2: address is if you want people do-
1: yeah, Rusty's giving away his bike for free. <laughs> we haven't talked about that on air, I don't think. We haven't? No, I don't think so.
2: We talked about it on my live stream, at least.
1: Right, right. Talk about well, when my bike got stolen
0: by my Anyway, advice, advice to any homeless people in our town. Um, if you want donations in either food or money or drugs, <laughs> uh, put on a smiling face and don't look so scary. I mean, <laughs> people, people don't like to think about homelessness, and whenever they see a sad homeless person, their first instinct is just ignore it. Oh, roll roll up the window, lock the window, quick. When's the when's the light gonna change? Come on. But um, no, like I find I found myself much more likely to comply with donating to homeless people when they put on a smile, start doing a little dance, oh my saw God. Little, a little soft one,
1: shoe. Yeah, this, I saw Come this on one dance. guy I'll like give you five dollars if you can do a little tap sh- dance. No, laundry. no,
0: it's not. It's not. It's not like a pirate. Thing where you get their thing. feet and they have to dance, but no, no, like put on a smiling face, like like a McDonald's employee, and don't act like you're miserable, even though you probably are. What
2: McDonald's do you fucking go to? I've oh, never had like a that. smiling. No
0: McDonald. No McDonald's always has a sign when they that says "now hiring smiling faces." When you did Pickle-Ree in that McDonald's, were they smiling at you? No, no. I don't think anyone no. was smiling back then. I was. <laughs> But anyway, I saw this like one of the few times in town I've given food to a homeless man. Driving down the road, they were uh, they were doing a nice little dance. Oh my god! You know, they're all they're all bubbly and joyful. I'm like, fuck yeah! I'm gonna give this guy a granola bar. What, what race Hell was this yeah. man? Um, he was part of the human race.
1: We have oh, a pretty god. diverse God's beautiful green earth. We have a diverse uh, homeless population down here. Yeah, lots um, of diversity. Well, my advice to homeless people would be, you know, a lot of times you'll get denied service at uh, bars in the downtown area, at least where I live, where, you know, all the young, young punks go. And that's because they see you as a homeless guy. So all you need to do to completely change someone's opinion on you is to is to just start saying that you're a crust punk and then you don't have to do anything different. You can still have your your filthy, smelly clothes with patches on it. Uh, you it's like a hipster not, thing yeah you can just not wash but all of a sudden now you know you're just a traveling kid and they'll let you into any bar
2: yeah most hipsters look like they're homeless people anyway like like look at somebody like like any of the soy boys like quentin reviews i i assume that's a homeless guy beard because why would somebody have that on purpose
0: i, don't I mean know. the soy boy he's got, me got the a the weak day, jaw and it's pretty funny
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right are we done talking about michael jackson
0: yeah, I think yeah. So.
2: everybody, go download this podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud to help out the show, and we can trick sponsors into paying us to, I guess, make fun of their products for a minute. One of these days, that'd be really. Yeah, good.
1: I'm. I'm. I would be excited to do some ad reads.
2: Yeah, instead of all the fake ones we used to do at the beginning of this show. Ah, good times. Yeah, great times.
1: For
2: the state of the YouTube podcast, I have been Emperor Lemon, joined as always by Mumkey Jones and a rusty cage. Bye, everyone.